Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents, a curated actual play 5e Dungeons & Dragons game set in the world of the monthly subscription service Dungeon in a Box. This is the fourth episode. The first released subscription, The Caravan of Peril. So come on in, grab a seat by the bar, as we present this very special limited series. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my This means that Fifrud may develop a character trait of greatly disliking owl bears. Yeah, I don't think that's out of the way. I think everyone, every single one of you, is going to sit around the campfire the and worst. say, "Effing owl bears! <laughs> they are the worst." But a, a short rest is all you're allotted as the caravan moves up quickly. Thereupon, can I spend my hit die? You may spend your hit dice to reclaim hit points, and. Have some quick repast and lunch from yet another wonderful bonfire from Arul Hanna. He bemoans the state of his pots as he makes lunch, for they have all rusted in the (laughs) incessant rain of the morning. It is unfortunate, but he scours them, he cleans them. They are perfect looking when he first sets things, and it takes nary 10, 5, 10 minutes for him to get everything ready, and a fish provided from another caravan is cooked up to provide you all with your lunch. With lunch had, how many hit points did you regain, Fifrud? I rolled an eight. I don't Excellent. think we add con to You still do. add your con- constitution modifier oh, to that as so well. then I'm back to full at 11. Excellent. And Nem. I only rolled a five, so I'm actually at nine. I rolled a 10, which brings me to maximum. <laughs> you, were at, you were at three already, so you can't go to 13. 11 it is. Everyone is feeling much better. You're down that hit die. You will not regain your hit die until you've done a long rest. You only regain half your character's levels rounded down in a long rest with a minimum always of one. So you will get that after you commit to a long rest tonight. You'll get your hit die back. And the afternoon grows ever wetter. And as the rain incessantly pours down upon the party for the next couple of days, you get trapped in the thick muck of the clinging and cloying trail as it turns into this ever-deepening, sodden mess. You've taken a long rest at some point here, regaining your hit points. Someone definitely has to take over cleaning up after dinner. Our old Hannah makes a great meal 
but does not do a good job of cleaning up. And he's not good at knowing where things are. He's constantly barking at one of you about where the salt is or where that filleting knife is or where that extra blanket is because somebody in another caravan's blanket is soaking wet and he needs to help them out. So a couple of you have to take on almost a quartermaster role of helping him know where these things are and you end up hanging out with that caravan master cart quite a bit of the time, which means you end up having a conversation with Arwul. So who ends up taking on this role of quartermastering and helping out Torin? All right. So Arwul Hana has a conversation with you on, well, I would have said a bright morning, but it is not. It is gray. It is lifeless. Nem and Fifrud, you're nearby, and you overhear some of what he's talking about. As he mentions to Torin, well, once we get past the river, that's where you're really going to need to be prepared. For my understanding is, from talking to several of the other caravan wagon masters, that wagons are getting stolen, caravans are getting robbed on the other side of the river, on the way to Greekhaven. And you're about the eight-day mark Nem is feeling better, but still very weak and tired and having to spend a great deal of time in Findal's wagon. Uh, Findal has appeared every now and again to delight and amuse people with juggling and other side tricks. However, he continues to pull you aside and talk to you about something called mystical soccer, Fifrud. <laughs> and you don't know what that is. You've no. never heard of mystical soccer before but he believes that you would be a great mystical soccer player. And if you were to imagine, Lucas, a position that someone would play in mystical soccer, what would that position be? Quarter faker. And he believes that you would be the best quarter faker in the game. That's amazing. <laughs> and spends a great deal of time trying to woo and cajoling you into joining something called the Mariposa Mayhem. But mm. your intention is not really to return ever to Greyhaven, <laughs> <laughs> to, to Mariposa. So you're unsure exactly what his intent is. But that is a, a way to kill an hour right there as you learn about what a quarter faker is. I don't know how much Fifrud really cares at all. <laughs> Findal speaks at length and yeah. walks along beside you in the rain. He's got a uh, bright and shiny umbrella that keeps the rain off him, but he does get muck all over the lower part of his robes. And that is the end of that. His feet are just covered in mud. When he finally takes his leave of you, he says, oh, I must go and get myself clean. I will speak to you sometime in the future. I look forward to it. Did you want to have any further conversation with Arwal Hannah as he talks to you about uh, the perceived dangers that await across the river. I'd have questions about the history behind it and any idea of how many numbers there are or what kind of danger it is, whether it's bandits, whether he has any particulars on those robberies. No, it's just rumor as far as I'm aware. I'm not aware personally of more than the, the fact that wagons have been stolen and entire caravans lost. I show Arual the beaker that I got. Uh, is a mighty... Mighty priceless treasure. You'll be able to sell that in Greyhaven for, oh, probably a good penny. I would say 120 gold or more. Ooh. Ooh. Unless you've got other designs upon it. I've been considering a, a helmet. Hi. Well, that would be a fearsome helmet. 
to say the least. Did you keep the eyes? No. Or owlbear eyes, sir. Incredibly valuable. They make a lot of uh, mages very happy with creating, from my understanding, devices that allow them to see in the dark. Great. <laughs> okay. Nem skips along the, the caravan, ignoring this. Uh, no, he goes on. He's like, did you know if it was a male owlbear or a female one? In the flurry, I didn't check. <laughs> That's unfortunate. A male owlbear's testicles are also... And he goes on at length, telling you all of the different parts of an owlbear that are worth lots and lots of money for magical items, for aphrodisiacs, for, I mean, for great bearskin cloaks. Because of the feathers, they are great at repelling water. Telling you at length all the wonderful things that can be had from field skinning and dressing a owlbear. But don't eat the meat. <laughs> <laughs> a more rancid and vile substance I know not there is. Ah, so we could have gotten a lot more stuff from that. Okay, thanks. Possible. Well, uh, yeah, the beak is nice, though. That's a, that's a good trophy. Nem, Fendal happens to walk past you, and he says, I'm a bit concerned about your friend in my wagon. Oh, do you know what ails her? Or is it just the ennui of life? <sighs> Alin is sometimes dark-skinned. She appears darker in the dark. Do dark elves ever look pale? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you need me to check on her? I could bring her soup. No, I'm. I'm just concerned, of course, that she she's spending so much time in my wagon. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Perhaps she likes you. I'm glad you're all still alive. Uh, that, that fiasco with the owlbear. I mean, it almost put to ruination all of our goals and aspirations for arriving in Greyhaven, correct? Almost. Almost. You know, I don't really know owlbears that often, but they do seem quite angry. And she seems to stare off into the woods. While you're staring off <laughs> into the woods, it's not movement you see. There's not something out there in the woods. Um, not that you're in too much of a wooded area, but what does happen is that the trail begins to descend into a gully, and the path becomes extremely marshy and soft. And as you stare off into the woods, you hear a telltale sharp intake of breath as the caravan wagoneer, who is right next to you, where he's his caravan, his wagon is moving along, saws hard on the reins as the wagon itself slides in the muck, driving the horses forward towards the next wagon. He does not seem to be able to control the forward momentum down this slope. I am going to suggest that all three of you are close enough to respond and react. What do you do? It's going to slide no matter what, because it's not just the wheels moving forward. The wheels are locked up. He's sawing at the horses. The horses are trying to back up, but the wagon's weight as it's on the descent into this gully has caused the wagon to start to slide in the muck towards the next wagon in front. As it picks up speed, it looks as though the horses are going to get trapped in between the two wagons. Are there any trees nearby? There might be a tree or two. Absolutely. Okay, so we've got rope. Let's maybe tie the, like create kind of like a lever or a pulley a little bit around the well, tree. If we tie it to the wagon and then run out to a tree and try to wrap yeah. it around the tree and pull, could help. Or at least to slow it down so that we How can How far are the it. nearest trees? Roll a D6, multiply that by five. 25. 25 feet away. Yeah, that's close have, enough. I don't know if we have enough rope. I'm sure there is enough rope that you could get t 25 feet of it. 
it's something we got to act fast. Okay, so, so I'm going to do that. That's I'm gonna one go option. Is there any, like time has slowed? I'll allow for a bit of discussion okay. to determine what the players would like to do. You did just attack and kill an owl bear. I don't know why I'm giving you so much time, but. <laughs> My first thought is to try to take my mace and jam it underneath the carriage to try to give it that extra breaking force. What you would end up doing is making a strength athletics check, um, possibly with disadvantage. You would. I mean, if you choose to make this action, you may end up doing something else to assist so that there's no disadvantage on the check with the rope. Does David have any offerings for how to slow this cart that starts to slide forward into the cart in front of it, trapping those horses? My initial thought was if there were trees nearby to use my weight to somehow move it towards the trees, but that that's not going to work because just the weight of that cart. It's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's like four inches mine. into it's, the muck too. So I was just looking for something. I have an explorer's pack. I have my short swords. Yep. Something that I can jam the wheel or... Well, the wheels are not turning. It the is wheels are not, it's sliding. Okay, momentum. that's not going to help either. Exactly. I do have rope in my explorer's pack. I, I don't know whether I can... Yeah. Help with their pull it to another tree. They're knots, yeah. but two, I don't two know. Trees? I'm not sure we have enough time. I think we should just go and do that. Okay. So we all have different things that we're ready to do. Is there trees on both sides of the road? You're all working together. I you're think, definitely working I think in concert. We're working together. So does one of you have one end of the rope and the other have the other and you're gonna loop that rope around the front of that wagon yeah. and try to tie it off against a tree or pull with your own strength and might it, like using the tree for leverage so that we're it's more like a one of you can get to a tree around. the other cannot okay then i will be the one that doesn't because i have a i'm stronger you're a super strong person all right so you're there with the tree i will take strength athletics checks from all three of you for you because you're operating alone, you have disadvantage. Your difficulty's not super high, but it'll just lower their difficulty. That's a pretty good roll. Disadvantage. Athletics, you said, right? Yeah, so that is 19. So your strength athletics check, 19, is all you needed to lower their difficulty. You slow it by inches. It's still moving, but you've given them enough time for Nem to loop it around the tree, for Torin to loop it around the tree, which means, Nem, you have advantage on your DC 15 check. What did you get? Did you roll yet? I I rolled one and I got a 17. Well, then you do not need to roll the other unless you'd like to get a natural 20 and dance upon the rope. I would like to help Torin with it. He doesn't need to roll. Okay. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Yay, success. Yay. Yeah. I mean, we had more than enough success there for you to not need to be... What did you get on your die? With the athletics bonus, a four. Wow. Yeah, he did not get around that tree. So you did not get advantage then as a result, but you did it all by yourself. heaving and you're belaying you stymie and stop the wagon just in time from those horses getting smashed in between the two of them the wagon turns as it slides down there hits the side of the road and comes to a stop because the grass and whatnot is thicker and and can't it isn't sucked up in all that muck and it stops and then it spent another hour working to free that wagon getting all of the other wagons down into the gully and across this tiny little stream that is probably two inches before all this rain started coming, mm. that it is now three feet across. Oh, geez. It's not very steep, uh, you know, whatnot. But 
Over the next hour, you start to slap at any exposed skin itch at the back of your neck where you may have sweated, and especially the back of your knees and any of the joins in your armor as mosquitoes have come out in all of this mud and wet and are biting each of you. And over the course of the hour, I will need all of you to make a constitution saving throw. I would like to cast Searing Flame on the mosquitoes. <laughs> yes. Individually, uh, they, they they dodge. Seven. With alacrity. Eleven. Six. All right. Please roll a d4. Four. Thank you. And that's how I died. Ha! One. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if we want high or low. I know. You break out in a sweat later on in the day caravan makes its way through and that night as you bed down and you go to sleep feeling just fine Torin and Fifrud but uh, during your watch Nem you are very difficult to awaken you have a sweat that has broken out on your forehead and your eyes are bloodshot there is a racking cough you itch profusely and you suffer exhaustion which means you have disadvantage on the majority of your checks at this point and you will only regain half of your hit dice when you m- mm. when you spend your hit dice to heal and you do not regain hit points from finishing a long rest can i ask if this classifies as a disease you have something called sewer plague which is a catch-all for a general illness as soon as i start to feel gross if i feel like we're taking a short rest or no it's over your over your watch that night okay you- start to feel extremely ill so as soon as i start to feel ill i'm going to use my i have to use all five of my lay on hands and i can turn that into a cure disease by changing up the wording of my lay on hands sure what do you say so i say sylvanus purify me and i like touch my own self and lay on hands and there's a soft green glow with my beautiful hands and with that sylvanus infuses you with the natural light of the world and you are cured of the horribly debilitating disease of sewer plague gross so the disadvantage of that is that she's now used the five land hands for a a time until i have a long rest okay so that means no bringing people back from the brink of death no none of that stuff that's your job now that's now your job Okay, don't let me go down. Don't die. How long until those health potions are ready? How long did we say that would take to brew? It won't be until the next game. At this point, I'd like to check in. It's now the morning after your use of cure disease. And you may make erase marks to any of your um, failed death saves as you have gone through a long rest since then. But I would just like to check in on the general demeanor of our party of three. For Nem still seems to be out of sorts. The rain has not let up. It pours. Constantly. And Are we in a forest or a marsh? You're not in a marsh at all, though it's swiftly becoming one. You have passed through some plains areas and a great deal of forest. You're in a plains right now there's a little copse of trees ahead of you you're about to go around and i would just like to know what the general state of each character is and what they're thinking about how they're doing go on nem i think that nem although kind of peppy normally has actually become fairly quiet and that's 
that's what you described is that she seems a little off. I think that just getting sick and feeling run down is not something that she's particularly used to. And so she's more forlorn. Torin was quite shaken by the encounter with the owlbear and the fact that all three of us were down at one point during that battle. So given that he had a conversation with Arwell and Arwell told him that there may be the chance of robberies or bandits or caravans being taken and it is our job to protect those after we pass a river that he's a bit nervous a bit alert as to what's what's going on around Fifrud is mourning but he's getting by obviously the mouse hasn't been with him for very long but at the same time he was a good companion I think that Fifrud is trying to occupy his time with menial tasks of labor and keeping watch. Any help that needs done on the caravan, he'll be the first to volunteer. Fifru gets wet a lot as he rushes about to help and to try to prove himself busy. The wagons come to a stop that afternoon as a river looms close. To the lead wagon, there are a pair of wooden markers that mark where it is safe to cross the river here, this wide expanse of a river. And Fifrud, you've been so helpful rushing around. Just make a quick perception check. You've got disadvantage on that because it's raining. You detect a little shrine just uh, near the riverbank there. Is it anything like the shrine that we saw before? You bet. The little upturned wooden statues. They have all been knocked askew. They're muddy and they sit there hmm. off to the edge. Did we figure out if this was like a religion? I don't remember. Yeah, it feels if like it was, so long it was ago. a lost religion mm. from a long time ago. Some sort of forest related thing. A nature god of antiquity i'm gonna go and do the eyes to fifrud and say do we want to fix this kind of i think it seemed to help before yeah we'll write the shrine and make another offering i would say it's on the southern side of the path you're proceeding west torin and nem while fifrud is putting the statues back and wiping them down and clearing the mud from them both of you what are your passive perceptions i have a 13 14 both of you Notice off in the distance, quite far away, a large hill, huge hill to the south. And that hill to the south, just just barely coming up over top of it, you see like a show of lights. But it is miles and miles and miles to the south. Is it in the direction we're going? No, nowhere near. Is it across the river? Nope. Oh, there is it. just a giant hill and some lights uh, flicker behind it. And Arawulhana looks at the hill, looks down at his reins, looks at the hill. And looks down at his reins. What would you like to say at the shrine? Fifrud. I would like to bow my head and say blessings and respect upon your shrine. May all who visit it feel whole. Make a religion check. 16. There is a squeak and a hopping dark brown bordering on black titmouse climbs through some long grass. And it does not look like Fifril. And he just hops up into your hands <gasps> as you're cupped them to bow and pray, shivering, shaking in the cold. Hair is matted, and it is absolutely soaking wet. Well, I'm obviously going to rush it back towards the caravan and try to find some dry place that I can... Like, but with your religion check, you know you've not yet made the proper offering to the shrine. So what would you like to offer the shrine? Upon realizing this, I immediately look down at the mouse <laughs> and I look up to the sky <laughs> and say, you are so cruel. I pray for some kind of guidance in this 
moment. And you sacred flame the most. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it misses. <laughs> and the mouse dodges. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It made the will save. The deck save. In this instance, it's just a a, a monetary leave taking. Yeah, you <laughs> leave some money. <laughs> Please don't kill the poor little mouse that's looking I for warmth. got it. But if you do kill it, I mean, by all means. <laughs> all, all I have are five copper pieces. So I guess I'll leave that all right. in the that's open hands got. of the statue. You do have that former knife, not your ceremonial knife, which you left in the, the wagon of Findal. Well, things seem to go right last time when I left a dagger. Maybe a different dagger will do the same. I'll leave it as well. Mark it off. It's gone. Your little dagger as well as... What are you going to name the mouse? Not a thief name. That's a great name. Not a thief. Not a thief. (laughs) While you deliberate on the name of the mouse, (laughs) the wagons need to be forded across the stream. The water at this point normally would be only up to your shins, but because of the heavy rains for the last eight to ten days, it is... Very difficult to pull those wagons across. So what has to happen is a rope that's provided by our old Hannah is stretched across and the wagons need to be brought across the river. And there are eight wagons. So what people are going to have to do normally would just be a whole string of athletics checks and all of these painful and difficult things. So who would be best to pull and push the wagons across the trail i'm very strong so i think that i would like to help that i'm moderately strong so one person will have to pull one person will have to push and one person will have to guide the horses so how would you like to coordinate that i thought you were good with animals you're a ranger aren't you isn't that what you do if that affords me an advantage then are you good with animals i do not have an extra bonus on animal handling Okay. Unless my class has a natural ability of such. I'm going to push the wagons. Excellent. I'll <laughs> guide the horses. Then I'll pull. Normally, it would just be a whole bunch of different checks. That doesn't seem like fun. Because that would just be a whole bunch of strength athletics checks, strength athletics checks, mm-hmm. wisdom animal handling checks, and very boring. So instead, what we are going to do is because you are guiding the horses, you are pushing and you are pulling. What I will require from the pushing and pulling pair is only one check, a strength athletics check from both of you. Now, I will take a dexterity athletics check. The difficulty will not be as good. But what I'm going to require from Fifth Fruit and Lucas is not actually a check. What I will require from you is I need you to take 12 d20s, line them up in a row, and push upon them, picking them all up into the air (laughs) and holding them there for a count of three. Why D20s? Those have little faces on them. Exactly. Oh. (laughs) However, I am not so mean and cruel as to force you to do that with 12 D20s without any assistance from those pushing and pulling. So, for the two of you, you may make your strength athletics check or dexterity athletics check. And if you score a 15, you will get to remove two dice from the 12 he has to pinion between his hands. <laughs> Roll high. For anything higher than 15, if you get a 17, that's three dice. If you get a 19, that's four dice. And if you get over 20, I will figure out what he needs to do. However, because Fifrud made the deposit into the shrine of all of his money and his dagger, and he already has inspiration, he may gift that 
inspiration to another player and allow them to take advantage on the check. I have a plus five on athletics. Yeah, I give it to you. Before you make any rolls, though, let me tell you what'll happen if you fail. Oh, no. If you pick the dice up and they don't stay together and they fall down, you will lose a wagon to the river. We just have to make sure it's not the last wagon. And you will have to attempt again. (gasps) If you fail again, even worse things will occur. If you fail three times, you will have lost the caravan to the river and you will have failed in your job of getting the caravan to Grey Haven. No pressure. Is there any way around this river elsewhere <laughs> that we know of or could scout for? <laughs> <laughs> the stakes fine. are high. It'll be fine. This you'll, is too you'll, much pressure. You'll do this. I'd answer your question, but right now I'm actually getting 12 D20s for you. Maybe to answer Arrowell's rumor, maybe it's the river that steals the wagons. Oh, hey. Kyle said oh. that this would normally only be like three inches. It's because of the rain. That uh, it's... Normally it would go up to your thighs. It's at shoulder. It's at, mm. it's up to your chest. Right oh, now. okay. Then never mind. Fifrud's chest, right? Please erase your inspiration. I'm about to use it. Thank you. He gets to keep that inspiration. It's the inspiration from the shrine that he is granting oh. to one of you two. Uh-huh. Never mind. Don't erase that inspiration. I'm really excited to see this happen. I'm excited to disappoint you. <laughs> I'll try to roll high to remove more. Yes. Yeah, if I fail, then I'm just going to blame you guys for not rolling high enough. It's fine. Here's the problem with D20s, though. If I set them side by side, their sides don't actually touch when they're sitting on the table. <laughs> I have to turn them in order to get them actually side side to side. Have fun. <laughs> Work on that. Think about it. For those of you playing at home, just try to pick up two so you know what I'm talking about. You can play around with it a little bit while we're rolling. All right. Do you want to roll first? Yeah. Of course, roll away. <laughs> this is not going to go well. You mentioned uh, strength athletics or dexterity athletics? Correct. Do I just choose? Choose the better of the two, yes. Whichever has the bigger plus. So athletics, I just have the two on there from the strength, but I do have a dexterity bonus of four. So Correct. I go with the dex. Yes. Five. <laughs> no, he did not help. You have slipped off. <laughs> Actually, I will be so kind as to say... You take a D4 of damage and you climb your way back and there has been no attempt yet made at all as you fell into the river and got washed down for a ways. So you take four damage. As you drown a little bit. And you may make an attempt again at <laughs> at your check. I'm going to die. 19. All right. Woo-hoo! So that, I do believe, removes four dice from the total. Thank goodness. It cost me four hit points. <laughs> That's okay. Let's go. 20. Nice. All right. So you're down to four dice total. Oh, that's downright manageable. You can do it. And the rule is two fingers. Yeah, two fingers. Must and pick have... up all four, and they have to hover there for three seconds. And then I can just set them down? Yes, as you guide the horses in order. Just don't pick them up until Marie Claire gives you uh, the go because she's going to take a picture. Okay. I might not have a vote in when I do this because this seems very, very finicky. <sighs> Did you attempt once already? No, I'm just trying to get their sides touching. Can't even get to that point. Okay, okay. Almost. This might take a minute. All right, that's one failure. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but I, I can't even get them off the table. I'll like, this tell is... you that because she got a 20 and I did say... I would come up with something for if you got a 20, you may remove one of those dice down to three dice total. And now you must pick up three D20s with two fingers. There we go. Up. One. That's not two fingers, though. Only two fingers are touching. Yeah, he has actually only two fingers. There we are. Yes. 
you have successfully navigated the stream. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. Literally. That's the lesson here is never cross <laughs> streams. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You lose caravans. The river fording is difficult, but you're able to successfully navigate as you push and pull and you are exhausted by the end of this ordeal. And as you get the last wagon up onto the far side of the river, an arrow is shot and pinions into the wagon right in between two of your heads. And a voice calls out in Elvin, stop where you are. Oh. oh. Who speaks Elvin here? I look up and I say in Elvin, greetings. And standing in the canopy of the forest of trees that are on the other side of the river here is a dashing elf wearing green leather with a leaf pattern on it who holds his longbow in one hand with an arrow knocked and the other loosely lightly touching the tree and you see several of his comrades standing there as well i'll walk two steps forward but non-threatening and wait for a reply because i spoke last I'll stand by her side. The other two shoot at the two of you oh. with their longbows. Fuck off. <laughs> Do we get to roll initiative? <laughs> not, not yet. I suspect if they hit me, I will be pissed. One of them critically strikes. Oh, fuck. Me? And the other one misses. I didn't dis- determine who was getting shot at, so roll a d6, the two of you, and whoever rolls lower loses. I got a six. You have been shot and critically hit. Okay. And you take... Clearly, my dice only work in my favor when it benefits me over another party member. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) You take five points of damage. Oh, okay. Hits you in the thigh. I'm going to swear at them in Elven, which something (laughs) it's something like you bred with dwarves long ago and you're now just a terrible half-breed. Can you give me the... It also doesn't make any sense, because how did they breed with an el- a dwarf and <laughs> your, now your ancestor, Your ancestors bred with dwarves. Your mother's a dwarf? Your mother's a dwarf. What does that sound like in Elven? The beautiful musical <laughs> yeah. and lyrical language of the Elves. It's in Elvish, so it probably still sounds like a sonnet. I like I like need to listen to some Elven from Tolkien for a second <laughs> to like get in... Silzan Delan Elan. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Excellent. One of the elves barks out a laugh. It's like your father was a pig fucker kind of idea, <laughs> except it was a dwarf. They definitely look tribal or barbarian in nature. They're not uh, a civilized flock of elves, and uh, they've got their bows pulled out. What would you like to do? I'm a fairly persuasive and charismatic person. I'm going to say holding the arrow that's like sticking into my like, I don't know, shoulder or chest area, wherever it happened to hit. Where did it hit me? The thigh. Okay, I'm going to just like hold the arrow, but I'm going to stand up straight and say, uh, what have we done to deserve such retribution? <laughs> As I look at the arrow. And the elf says, Which in elven means, what color is your character's hair? Oh, good question. Blonde. You blonde, dirty bitch. (laughs) One of your kind caravan people left a campfire untended and ignited a section of our home. And you will pay for your effing fallacies and horrible treatment of our home as you pass through wantonly when did we do that this caravan 
It was raining the whole time. I, this caravan? One of the other ones shoots another arrow <laughs> whilst all of this is going on. But I'm assuming at this point that Fethrud and Torin have taken cover. Sure. I mean, I'm, it's just an assumption on my part. You tell me. My first thought is clearly there's no negotiating with these people and I'm going to pull out a weapon. Yeah, of course. And start shooting at them. I was already on kind of undercover. All right, you stay in undercover. All right, they shoot at Fethrud and miss. Yay! And they say in Elven, Sierra's Chaka. And of course, they're like, no, you idiot. Not your caravan. Just the caravans that come through here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say back, Siraz Uma. And I'll say, inbred asshole. <laughs> and then it's like, hey. What are you saying to them? <laughs> Why are you? Why are they shooting at You're the most offensive <laughs> diplomat I have <laughs> ever known. <laughs> I don't know what it would be in, in Elvin, but it's uh, what I want to say is, what can we do to just leave here? And I'm persuasive. I want to roll. All right. You may make a persuasion check. I'm going to guess that you also clue your party members yeah. in on what's going on as you try to persuade them. Do you speak Dwarven? Did we ever talk I about that? I speak Dwarven. Dwarven, yes. Yeah. I'm going to speak in Dwarven just say, to you, I'll just say, they're a bunch of local elves, caravan passed, and burnt down part of their home. Great. Okay. 19. All right. And Elvin... The leader tells you that city slickers like yourselves I'm a wood elf. are not welcome in their woods and they will be attacked on sight. But I'm not a city slicker. Sorry, what are you wearing for armor? It's like chainmail. Exactly. Yeah, damn city slicker, metal worker. <laughs> what is this metal nonsense? I mean, if I hadn't lost my last set, I go off into like an elven story of like, if I hadn't lost my last set of nice leather armor that my mother gave me when I last was really drunk. But, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate incident. I just start yabbering on. She basically composes a soliloquy of beautiful sounding <laughs> noises to the rest of the party. So they have us pinned up against this river that we just crossed. Yeah. And it's still raining. And we're pretty exhausted. They don't like that their forest burnt down. I'm going to burn them. Sacred flame. Really? What's the range on sacred flame? Because that'll I think help. It's 60 feet. How far are they? Well, they're at least They're already tr- shooting at us, guys. It's not going to get. They haven't done it in a couple of rounds. I'm sure we've had some conversations. Haven't they? I thought they've been shooting at us the whole time. No, nope. Just two. No, no, no. Oh. I mean, Blue got shot. Me. And they missed. So really, just three arrows. And the first one was a warning shot. Oh, okay. Then maybe I will refrain from sacred flaming. You get half the plea out for the sacred damn, like the fire of the heavens to rain down. And then you're like, whoa, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and so then. then I, and you're literally like, I've I've been missing pretty regularly so anyway. I'll just <laughs> look like an idiot if I miss a third time. In a, I'm going to save that. I, I'm, I'm going to save that. These are elves. They look dexterous. Probably not the best. Maybe I'll spend this time to cast guidance on one of my party members <gasps> instead. Ooh. I will do that on Nim. What do you say to cast guidance? Fultis, bless her sight and her might. May she strike true. Not attacking him. All right. Oh, it's on any skill check. I know. Oh, that's true. I'm going to just continue and say, I I apologize for that. I'm really one of you. I'm one of the woods. And then I say, like, how can we pass and help make this better? Because that's really what it's all about, isn't it? It's about making things better. Sure. Make another persuasion check with, of course, a D4 because you've got guidance on this. Yeah. In fact, maybe make an insight check over persuasion. Oh, sure. Because you'd like to understand what they're looking for. 15. And how much did Fultis help on this one? Only one. Fultis. <laughs> He's just like the worst. <laughs> if that was a 15? Yeah. That is exactly what you needed. Oh. So just, Fultis you helped know, you. That Fultis gives you what you need. Just over the edge. Not always what you want. <laughs> they say someone has to go 
back across the river and bring back the shrine from the other side of the river to them and they will they will accept that in Liu. That the guides at the path will protect their home as opposed to the other side of the river. So I turn and and I'll relay this. Your mouse in your pocket squeaks as though it heard whatever the elves were saying and was not happy about it. Jeez. I'll relay that in Dwarven to the... What's Dwarven sound like? I've never heard that. Tell me to do Dwarven thing. I I think it's a lot of R's and a lot of... It's just pirate talk. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. I want not Scotsman I feel like it sounds German. Please please give me some... Please give me some Dwarven. (laughs) In bin... I sick Atterlink. Yeah, okay. I'm really happy with that. Thank you. Ich doc dorkel sneaker. What was that in reply? I'm my mouse is sure. not happy. Yeah, I'm siding with my mouse. That's what that means. How many ever of them are there? Three. Yeah. We can take them. <sighs> I have no morality on it. I mean, all they want is that shrine brought over the river. But we don't know what kind of mystical effects that could have. And when they say the shrine, is it just like the statue or is it? Well, it's not. It's a a small forest shrine. Remember I described it as a couple of little figurines with upturned hands set in a specific way. And there is a little piece of wood or stone that is used as their base. Okay, so we would just need to find a different slab that to put it on. I mean, you could definitely bring that over too. This one here was actually just a piece of petrified wood. Hmm. Their home is not being protected by a shrine on their side of the river. The other side apparently has that protection along the path. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how these shrines work. Moving one shrine might remove the protection from the other one and grant nothing to this side of the river. It, it might just nullify the protection altogether. It might just exactly. protect travelers in general, and that's the reason that they want to move it, is that it's protecting the Caravans. caravan route itself. That's the thing. We just don't know. Unless maybe one of us can roll a successful religion check? Make a, a religion check? Why doesn't one of you make a uh, religion check? Roll guidance on yourself. You can all roll religion checks is fine i'll take my inspiration now that i've been sitting on for a while sure so that gives me advantage yep great and you can roll guidance as well if you'd like you can add guidance to yourself great i'll do that so that's an added d4 yep everybody can roll oh yeah i'll do that three 17 please 14 you don't have a bonus on religion oh yeah that's right i totally do so 21. 14 tells you that the protection that is afforded to the other side of the river will no longer be there but it could be reverently transported to this other side and allow for those nature spirits to bless this portion of the trail on this side. A 21 tells you (laughs) that you would need to show some further proper obeisance that whatever gifts you gave the spirits on that side would need to be appeased if you're moving them the length and breadth of a river, which is not very far but it's moving water, so it might disrupt them. Okay. So we would need to make another offering. Yeah, you need to make a follow-up offering at the new spot. Year 3 tells you that if one of your group leaves here and goes and gets that shrine, now there are only two facing these elves. It's very true. You didn't think at all about religion because you were no. too, too busy <laughs> doing the math. So maybe one of them yeah. comes with one of I us. I feel like that's something that should happen. I'm going to turn back to the elves and say, Silana, ooh, Lana Lu, ah. Which, is, which basically translates to, there's too much to carry with one person. So I think that maybe you should send one of your esteemed elven compatriots with my good dwarfin friend here. It would be good because there must be some reason why the elves haven't already brought that shrine across. Maybe they can't 
touch it. Maybe there's some sort of thing that's preventing them from bringing it across themselves. So bringing one along, we get to see their reaction to her request. So the leader says, Saladalu, a damn badakara, which is like, sure, girl, I'll come down. I'll go across. But I'm not swimming a river with a fucking dwarf. So it's going to be you. So strip down to your skivvies and you and I will go across the river and get this shrine. Nem shrugs and like goes and says like starts to take off her. You don't have to have some modesty, girl. First to Lynn and now. Yeah, no, she'll she'll like take it. And I like start talking with you in Dwarven and say like, okay, so what do I do? You strip down the elf nimbly leaps from tree branch to tree branch after he passes his longbow to a comely cousin of his and he finds his way lightly to the forest floor nary stirring a leaf as his feet touch the ground he lands beautifully when he stands up there's like a dappling of a brief reflection of light off of something that shines across his fair complexion as he tosses his his teeth as he tosses his ponytail back and his teeth glimmer as he smiles and says which is like move bitch They don't need protection. <laughs> Whatever. They have narration on their side. <laughs> they have narration. <laughs> I'm just offering you all the opportunity to use that sort of similar narrative quality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hand you the chainmail and I'm going to follow and attempt to... How wide is the river? Not extremely wide, but it's wide enough. I, I'm, I'm pretty athletic. Can I jump across? You cannot jump across the river. No, All right, I'll not. swim. You can stride across the river. I'm not going to require a check on the way there. You just need to make a check on the way back. Sure. It's not a very difficult one, but the elf will not touch the shrine. Oh, interesting. And he will not help you carry the pieces back huh kind of defeats the whole purpose of you bringing him but i got my backpack so i'm gonna put them all in my sure. backpack and apologize. say anything yeah to the shrine as i'm you? gonna apologize to the shrine and say i'm very sorry about this we'll make it up to you when we arrive in the new destination all of the things that were left at the shrine the little knife and the the five copper gone. yeah Oh, that's weird. But we've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pack it all up. I checked my pocket. <laughs> your ceremonial dagger's in your pocket, but it hadn't been there for quite some time. <laughs> it was what in the, the caravan. What about the scabbard? Because I thought I left it in the scabbard. Yeah, it's definitely in the scabbard in your pocket. <laughs> not in the caravan anymore. Not in the caravan. Not Are you writing it, it down again? <laughs> the ceremonial one, not the nice one that you Yeah, I'm going to put a little star next cool. to it so I know that. I'm yep. guessing it's a... D4. Actually, it's a D4 minus one. It's okay. rusty or something. No, no, right? it's ceremonial. Oh, it's not sharp. Okay. So I'm going to pack up the shrine very nicely into the backpack and put it on my back and mm-hmm. say, so what's your name? David, what's his name? Jolus. Jolus? Ooh. Ooh. Jolus says, yeah, my name is Jolus. Oh, nice. It's an awesome name. My dad gave it to me. He's a cool guy. I'm going to start. He reads a lot of parenting books. <laughs> I'm happy you have a good relationship with your dad. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> and I, actually, she just straight up says, well, this is awkward. And then she starts forging the river. Hold up. Why are you going so quick? Oh, no. Pretty elf like you, you know, you might want to lie with a handsome elf <laughs> like me. Uh, After all, that's why you wanted me to come across the river with you, right? No, I wanted to send the dwarf in a different one. Yeah, I'm He's... not going to have sex with a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably get back now. Have they Have they seen me? They know you're there, but you're, you're behind cover. What is it you wanted to do? I was trying to figure out some way of using my stealth roll. You can definitely stealth if you'd like, have you? 
you rolled a stealth check yet? I haven't, but I go ahead. I don't know what to do with that just yet. If you'd like to hide, that's just a stealth check to beat against their active perception. So go ahead, roll a stealth check. If you beat their passive perception, you'll immediately be hidden and they'll have to actively search for you. So go for it. Ooh. 19. You're hidden from plain view. Even Fifrud doesn't know where you went. Huh? He's like, dagger? Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> so many things are... Torrin? <laughs> so much is happening right Torin now. Torin was the sacrifice. <laughs> Kyle. Don't worry, I'll appear in your pocket later. <laughs> <laughs> Torin, I know we're close, but I'm not ready for that. Make the sacrifice. Yeah, make the sacrifice. All right. She's just going to keep on going and going, starting to go across the river. You make your way back across the river. Make your athletics check. All right. Strength athletics to make your way back across the river. 24. Mm, nice. I mean, you almost walk across the water back. Hightailing it out of there. <laughs> you find a reed and you surf. How do I? It's perfection incarnate. The river doesn't even carry you anywhere downstream. You literally, just, from the point you started, you cro- you come out on the other side. And the backpack isn't wet at all except from the rain. And the group of you find a nice little spot to set up that shrine and you place the figurines in and you speak a little benediction over it and the elves fade away into the into the copse of trees much as the same way that Torin disappeared into the caravan wheels of the wagons and the storyteller says and this is when the story got interesting but I'll have to continue tomorrow I have a job to go to. And that is the end of the adventure for today. Thanks for playing. Thanks. Raise your glass and drink with the enemy. Raise your glass and sing with the enemy. And I'm not gonna do this on my own. And raise your glass and toast to the enemy. Raise your glass and sing to the enemy. And I'm not gonna do this on my own. This concludes this episode. Tavern Tales presents Dungeon in a Box. Find out more about Dungeon in a Box at www.dungeoninabox.com. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. Find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or on their website, www.badbillyband.com, or follow them on Twitter, at Bad Billy Band. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, or to find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure. Note to all people who choose to run games that are modules and created or and then play these games for your friends in the podcast world, always save time for the epilogue. If you don't save any time, you defeat the bad guy and shoot guys, it's 11 o'clock. It's time to end the game. And then that's the end. That's the end because there's no moving on. Like this once Dungeon in the Box is done, it's done. We're not continuing on with these characters into adventures galore in the future. I don't know. Maybe David will send me the second one and we'll continue. That's up to him. But it's over. It's done. You've got to have an epilogue then. You've got to have that conclusion and have everyone like get to Greyhaven and spend some time in Greyhaven. Otherwise, it's very, very awkward. Yeah. And it just cuts. It's very abrupt. That is the yeah. proper term.